What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. When I started the journey of living from my heart, I remember telling people, I'm just going to do whatever's in my heart. And that went against everything my family and my friends could understand as being a way of living. But now I can't not be in alignment with my heart. All of our inner genius, all of our ability to connect, to flow, to creativity, to higher states of consciousness, that doesn't come from the mind, that comes from the heart. It comes from knowing how to tune in to that that frequency and that connection that we all have the ability to do. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to dive into today's conversation with Molly Summer. Molly is a registered core energy coach and ELI MP. She's the founder of The Higher Calling Millionaire, where she teaches manifestation, money mindset, and business mastery. Molly has been coaching for almost 10 years and has taught self-love, relationships, quantum empowerment, and manifestation. Today, she focuses her energy on partnering with soulful entrepreneurs who want to build sustainable businesses while achieving financial freedom and creating a positive impact in the world. Molly is also my bestie. She started as my coach about four years ago, and we developed an incredible friendship. So I am so excited to dive in today to share her heart with you because she is so full of so much wisdom 
Without further ado, here is my buddy, Molly. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you too, friends. So tell us who you are and what you are passionate about. Oh my goodness. How much time do you have? Like really? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We can talk forever. I know. I am passionate about life. Like really, it... There isn't anything in life that I wouldn't try at least once. And one of my core values is adventure. And I fully believe that this life is an adventure. And I want to experience all of it, right? So the good, the bad, and the ugly without judgment and learn as I go. I'm super passionate about learning every single day and teaching from that place. I love that. So when we first started working together, it was a time when I was really undervaluing myself. I had energetic leaks all over the place and I was completely overwhelmed, overworked and exhausted, which is a place I know so many of your clients start to and so many of our listeners are at. So maybe can you share what are some of the first steps, someone who may be feeling that way and how they can start moving their way through that and out of it? Honestly, can I, t- can I share a little story here? Well, of course. I think we all go through this period of falling out of the matrix. Myself, it was in 2016 when I was doing all the things, burning the candle at both ends, trying to be my most fittest and best self, but I was pushing myself beyond my limits. And I ended up in the hospital. I was 38 years old and I thought I was having a stroke because I had been experiencing migraines for months and just ignoring the signs, not listening to my body, pushing through horrible self-talk. And I ended up in the hospital because I could understand things cognitively, but I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. And It's ridiculous that it took me that long (laughs) to get help. But I like to say I used to be a slow learner. (laughs) (laughs) And so I ended up in the hospital and I was in the nursing station talking to the nurse, explaining what was going on. And she just looks at me and she goes, oh, don't worry about it. This is normal. I see it all the time. And I was like, I beg your pardon. What? And a part of my ego was like, what do you mean? I'm not special. Like, (laughs) right. But being a nurse in the ER, she was, she was used to it. It was normal for her because she, day in and day out, she saw people in the same circumstance, burnt out, stressed to the max, full of anxiety, miserable. And sure enough, she hooked me up to an IV, put me in a dark room and there were like 10 other people in there. And in that moment. I said, hell no, I will not live in a society, in a culture, in a life where this is acceptable as normal. And I made that choice. And that is where we all have to get to. Everything starts with the choice of saying no to the pain and yes to yourself. After that day, I stopped listening to the shoulds of my life. And I started following my heart for the first time 
forever. At 38 years old, I was finally getting curious about what made me happy, about what lit me up, about what was important to me in my relationships and and how my life was. Everything in our lives starts from the inside of us. And the day we stop looking for that happiness and that satisfaction outside of ourselves is the day that everything changes. I think it's it's really crazy how, and it's something that I was not even aware of, is how much of my own power I was giving away and selling my time for so cheap. I think self-value is really, is something, I don't know if that's something that comes as we get older or like It's just a hard lesson that I've had to learn, but I know that's an area that you really focus on helping women with. So can you share a little bit about how you work with your clients to start valuing themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Self-value is a product of self-worth. When we're in a business that is service-based, we compromise on our value because we believe that somebody else won't pay us for what we're worth. And so when I work with my clients, it's really about building that self-worth. The more structured, the more the stronger that self-worth is, the more you are going to be confident in what you offer, the more you're going to be confident in asking for what you know your value is. And the more you know and trust that if somebody says no, That just means they're not your client. It doesn't mean that you aren't worthy of that value. And so when I'm working with my clients, it's really a process of developing that relationship with the self and falling in love with yourself so that when that time comes that you say, hey, this is what I'm charging, there is not a shred of doubt in your body that that is what you're worth. When we were working together, I remember I remember so clearly there was this time when I was very living from my brain and like doing all the things I should and the things that I felt that I should be doing or the way I should be behaving. And I remember so clearly when we were talking about you're like, well, what does your heart say? And I was like, what do you mean, Molly? <laughs> like, what does my heart say? And you're like, drop into your heart. So can you share a little bit about living like a heart-based life and living from the feel good from, from your heart, not your head and how to switch into that? Yeah, this comes back to living aligned with who you are. If you place your hands on your heart, you can feel its beat, its presence. And I love the image of like a Viking ship with the beating of the drum, the rhythm, right? And that beating of that drum is their guidance system. And coming back to that internal guidance system allows you to go wherever you want to go. And so when I started the journey of living from my heart, I remember telling people, I'm just gonna do whatever's in my heart. And that went against everything my family and my friends could understand as being a way of living. But now I, I can't not be in alignment with my heart. 
all of our inner genius, all of our ability to connect, to flow, to creativity, to higher states of consciousness, that doesn't come from the mind, that comes from the heart. It comes from knowing how to tune in to that that frequency and that connection that we all have the ability to do. And you can't tune in from up here like I keep trying to do, that I keep coming back going, trying to tune from my head. And you're like, Lisa, drop into your heart. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It all comes from a place. It comes from love, right? That's the energy and the currency of the universe. Exactly. Exactly. And the monkey mind is always going to be there. And we call it the monkey mind in yoga. We call it the ego in psychology, right? We call it the the bad vibes when you're talking about meditation. It's always going to be there. And it's so loud in the beginning. But the more you learn to tune into your heart, the louder it gets. And the more you're able to distinguish between the two of them. Yeah. I think what I loved about working with you too is because we actually named my monkey mind and his name was Carl. And yeah. <laughs> we, I would say some nasty things to Carl and I tell him to go away. But it was, it was so interesting to like be aware is like, I am not, I am the thinker of my thoughts. I am not the thought. And just coming to that realization of that, yeah, I can have this thought, but that thought is me. And it is my choice if I want to choose to believe it or I want to let it go. Absolutely. Right. And I think that once you get into that space of that, I guess just that recognition that you, just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true is like life-changing. Yeah, 100%. That's consciousness right there, right? The space you create between the thought and the action is choice. And that's consciousness. And in that space, everything exists. Yeah, it's so empowering. It's so, it frees you up for creation of unlimited, unlimited Or even just like, it's like, it's like you're, I almost like visualize it as like a train station and you've got all these different trains of thought going in different directions and you get to choose the train you get to jump on just because, and you you can just stay there too. You don't even have to jump on a single train, right? Like you get to choose. Exactly. So can you share a little bit with our listeners just about scarcity mindset and abundance mindset? Because I know there can be a little confusion about what it is and how that maybe shows up in photographers' lives. Yeah. I mean, scarcity is in all of our lives. (laughs) You mean, you just have to turn on the, turn on the news nowadays with everything going on about the recession and how there's not enough out there. Scarcity is the belief that we are limited in some way, that there isn't enough in anything, whether it's love or material things or money, whatever it is. And the opposite of that is love. So scarcity is the absence of love. And when you're living from that heart-centered place, it's about returning to that love all the time. Because abundance is the same frequency of love. Money is the same frequency of love. Joy is the same frequency of love. And so living in that place of scarcity, that's fear, that's self-doubt, that's anxiety, that's worry, that's stress. None of that happens from outside of you. That all happens from within you. You create it by your mindset and your program, your paradigm or the the subconscious thoughts that you're creating. It's funny because I always thought of abundance as in like 
money terms. And like you could only be abundant in like material goods or just money. And abundance is like abundance of everything. It's abundance of joy. It's abundance of peace. It's abundance of clarity. That's a true wealthy life is to be abundant and cultivating wealth in everything, not just money, but relationships, intimacy, fun, adventure, joy, all of those things combined, creating a life of wealth. That's what we're all worthy of. And that, I believe, is what our natural state and and why we're here. The universe wants us to experience all the amazingness of life. And we limit ourselves in that mindset of scarcity. But when you shift into that mindset of abundance, oh, you let the universe in and the universe is like, yes, finally. <laughs> it floods in. Yeah. Well, actually, it leads me to my next question, which is about manifestation, because I think it's something we talk a lot about on the show, but through our conversation, and as you know, I struggle a bit with manifestation because I love to overthink and I like to make it something bigger than it probably actually is. So can you maybe share your insight on manifestation and maybe any tips you have for attracting more of what you want into your life? I love this question. I could seriously talk about manifestation for hours. <laughs> I love it because I am like, I always like, you know me, it's like, at least you're back in your head again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the biggest parts of manifestation is surrender. It's focusing on what you want, but not needing what you want. It's having clarity, but not overthinking. So I always look at manifestation like going on a road trip. For example, let's say you're going out to the lake. Okay. You know where you're going. You're going to the lake. You've been there a thousand times before. You know what you have to take with you. You know what you have to leave behind. Those are your beliefs, right? The ones that are going to support you in getting there and the ones that no longer serve you. You know and you pack what you want to take with you, your clothes, and then you get in the car and you start the journey. There's no doubt that you're going to get to the lake. There's no worry about road construction or stopping along the way or detours. You just make your way to the lake. And that's what manifestation is is like. It's a journey. And there's so many roads to get where you want to go. And then you factor in the seasons. It's going to be a different journey in the wintertime than it is in the summertime. But when you're heading to the lake, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing when you're manifesting. There's always going to be seasons in manifesting when things happen really fast and manifestations that take longer. The physical manifestation is the last thing in the last step in the process of manifestation. But that doesn't mean that you're not manifesting along the way. There's so many other signs, right? Things like synchronicities or seeing what you desire out in the world. I used to get so upset when I saw somebody with something that what I wanted, right? Like a relationship. Oh man, when I was trying to, when I was trying to manifest my quote unquote perfect relationship and I would perceive somebody in like the most amazing relationship, I'd get upset. 
but it's actually a sign that what you want is on its way to you already because you can see it in the world around you. So that's an opportunity to be grateful and surrender and open to more ways of receiving. I love that. What I didn't hear was you need to sit on your couch and wait for the lake to come to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? Because manifestation really isn't a passive thing. Like you don't just sit on your your couch and just hope that the lake is someday just going to get there. You have to work towards it too. Exactly. And I think that's probably a misconception when it comes to manifestation. It's like you put your order out into the universe and then you don't have to do anything. You just sit back and wait for it to happen. Yeah, no. Whereas that's not the case at all. No. In fact, the more you take inspired action towards what you want, the wider the universe opens for you and opportunities start to come back. Now, in saying that, there's a caveat to that is that there is a balance of action and receiving, surrendering. When you are in that balance of the masculine and the feminine of your own, you intentionally create space for both. And especially as an entrepreneur, this is so important because in business, we are taught to be very masculine. Mm-hmm. Pantsuits and blazers. Pantsuits and blazers, <laughs> right? Even, I love, there's a, what movie is that? It's got Melanie Griffith, Working Girl. Working Girl, yes. I love that movie. <laughs> but there's a scene in that movie where she's with Harrison Ford, who is so dreamy. And she is dressed as this beautiful, feminine woman. And they're at a business function. And all these other women have these huge shoulder pads and they're all like dressed as men but they're women right they're trying to be the feminine version of the man and that doesn't work be the feminine it's so much easier it's where we achieve our states of flow flow is a feminine energy intuition is a feminine energy surrender receiving is a feminine energy. Creativity. Creativity is a feminine energy. Exactly. And, like, and I, I really notice that when I'm really deep in my masculine and, and I'm just feeling like I'm being the big boss of my life, that that's really when my creativity, it just you know, dries up. And it just back up and it's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So in business, we, especially as women entrepreneurs, It goes against everything we've been taught. But if we actually do less and be more, oh, so much more amazingness starts to happen. And we attract with ease and flow. It's beautiful. That actually leads me into my next question because I love what you just said there about being. So I want to know about... The law of being. That's something that you that you do. Can you share a little bit more on that and how that works? Yes. I love the law of being. <laughs> so tell us what it is. The law of being is coming into who you want to be and how you want to show up. And that's it. Being yourself authentically in your highest state of potentiality and naturally attracting health, wealth, consciousness, love, relationships, 
all of it and moving in that state of balance, like we were talking about of the masculine and the feminine towards your goals. So would the being be like the ideal version that you can visualize of yourself? Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. It's taking off the masks. It's taking off the roles of the shoulds and showing up authentically. Mm showing up in that unique version and expression of yourself. So it'd be like the opposite of faking it till you make it. Oh, absolutely. I hate that <laughs> expression. <laughs> I hate that expression. What is even faking it? Like, as you manifest, you have to step into the version of yourself that already has everything that you desire, right? That's how you magnetize to things. You have to let go of the old identity and be that new identity. I used to resent my brother when I was younger because I thought he always got what he wanted. He was so lucky. He lived with a silver spoon in his, in his mouth and things just magically happened for him. And I was the unlucky sibling. That was an identity I lived with for years. And of course, nothing ever happened for me because I believed I was unlucky versus now, I have shifted into this identity of, I am a lucky person. I know what I want and I get everything I desire with ease and flow. And when you shift that identity and show up in that way, whew, it's, it's a game changer. And so the law of being helps you determine what that is for yourself, what those beliefs that are no longer serving you are and allows you to open up to a bigger vision, a bigger expression of who you want to be. It's funny when I think about limiting beliefs, because I think of myself, like you're going to laugh about this because you know, I'm so silly. It's like an operating system. Like, you know, like when your Mac gets all gummed up and I feel like my limiting beliefs are like, just like bad things in the system. But I'm like, how can I quickly do a virus scan to figure out where they are? <laughs> like, is there an easier way to figure out like all of them? <laughs> well, yes and no, right? Because it's a process. Yes. I always see the champagne flute. And when you have a beautiful glass of cold champagne, how the bubbles come from the bottom and they're just always rising, always rising, always rising. And for us, that's kind of what these old limiting beliefs do. As you are ready to process them, they come to the surface. They show themselves. And it's about creating a practice that allows you to do that regularly. Sweep it away. Release what's not working for you. Intentionally create more of what is so that you can cultivate, cultivate that abundance of, of what you love and let go of what is holding you back. Yeah. I think that was probably what was so transformational with working with you specifically as a coach was that I really wasn't aware that I had these limiting beliefs, but then having someone to say, well, is, is that true? Like, where does that come from? Because when you're so close to it, you can't always see that you're having that thought or, you're ha or that's even a limiting belief. You just think that's just the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we all have that. And that's what's so powerful about a relationship with a one-on-one -on -one coach is that the coach is there to shine that mirror 
and challenge those beliefs. One of my favorite things to do is to just sit and listen to the words people use. You can hear it. You can hear it in the words they use and how they describe their relationships. And because me, I'm always like I've always said I'm so weird. Remember, I used to say I'm so weird. I'm so weird. I'm such a weirdo. And I'm I don't know if I see that much anymore. Or even either I'm just like I'm awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's you know it can be as easy as every time you walk by a mirror instead of going oh go damn girl you look fly yeah. today yeah right yeah smile at yourself and look at what you can see today that you love about yourself yeah and the more you do that the more it will expand and the more you will learn to love all of yourself I think for me also was like specifically on my belief that I wasn't a good artist was something that I really had to be challenged on. And I'm still, I still bump up against it. And I know so many of our listeners do too. It's like, I will compare that straight out of camera shot that has been not edited at all to someone's like perfect, polished masterpiece. And it's like, number one, what are you doing comparing? And (laughs) number two, you're a great artist. You just haven't polished it yet, man. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you brought that up because comparison is a sign of that old paradigm of low self-worth. Yes. Those things that hold you back, things like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, critical self-talk, all of those things are signs that there is a program running that you are telling yourself that you are not worthy of blank. Stop the program. Exactly. <laughs> Leave that old matrix. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about this in the beginning, but I want to switch back about self-value and specifically with creatives, because I think that's something that we all really, really struggle with. We give away our time and our energy and we tie our self-worth to the amount that, that someone is willing to pay us. Now, can you share how we can really move past this mindset and really learn to stand in your own power when maybe it's something that you just keep bumping up against. Money is a big one. Right? And like self-worth value money. It's like I raise my prices. Maybe I'm not getting inquiries. Maybe I'm not worth that. And that feels devastating. It does. It does. Right? But I don't want it to. No. (laughs) And you don't want to compromise on that. No. Because then you just go back into that old mindset. Raising your prices can be one of the most uncomfortable situations you put yourself in, but it's also one of the most valuable acts of self-love that you can give yourself. The things that hold us back in money are our money stories, our perceptions around what value is, and the guilt, shame, fear that we hold around what the the meaning of value and money is. We all have inner blocks around money and they show up a little bit differently for all of us. But as human beings, we can only experience so many things in this life. So eventually (laughs) it's going to come up. Yep. Eventually, like you said, you're going to bump up against it. And it's this constant process of learning how to look at that objectively without judgment, 
coming back into that unconditional love, coming back into that compassion, giving yourself forgiveness, giving yourself grace and asking yourself, like, is this really serving me? Yeah. Or is there something else that I can, I can tell myself that will empower me to ask for more and finding that, finding that value that stretches you, but not triggers you. Because when you're in that triggered state, that's when you're in that stress reaction and you can be in there for a day or you can be in there for a month and it can just sabotage everything. It's funny because it's like this sweet spot that feels like aligned and good and it feels like fair exchange and fair value. And it's almost like if you try to tiptoe a little bit higher, you get into this point where it feels like it starts to feel uncomfortable and you know, like uncomfortable zone, it starts to be good. But when it goes further that your brain starts saying, okay, you're taking advantage of people. You're being greedy. All, all these crazy stories about money start popping up. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can increase incrementally to get to that place. But just like going to the gym, you don't go into a gym after you've never been there and pick up a 50 pound barbell. You build the muscle along the way. It's the same with stretching your goals. If you want to charge high ticket prices, you have to do the exercises along the way that will support you in those high ticket prices. Building your value, building a community, all of those things in your business that once you get to that point, it's just effortless. It's just the logical next step. Otherwise, you're coming at it from like a fear-based perspective where you're in defense of it. Whereas like that's not, that doesn't feel good. Like, Or you're looking at it because I have to charge this because I don't have enough money. Yeah. Right. Which is a state of scarcity and lack. And then if you're in that state, you're just going to attract people who are in that state. It just perpetuates Exactly. It, right? And nobody's going to pay what you think you're worth because you're only attracting those people who can't see the value. And it's just like, right? It's just like, you're just like, and you're like, how did I do this? You're like, I made my own hamster wheel. Exactly. Ah. exactly. <laughs> and eventually you just get tired and frustrated and you want to quit. Yeah. And we need creative entrepreneurs. We need women who are willing to be in their feminine and show up consistently to be the role models for our children and the next generation. We need women who are willing to do all of this to show that it's possible to be the way showers. So it's so important right now that women like you, Lisa, and your audience learn how to do this and be successful at it so that as the earth changes and awakens, there's people out there who can be inspired by your success to move towards that instead of staying in the paradigm and the baloney that is so much of our culture right now. So something I wanted to share with my audience that I learned from you is this. So can we talk about goddess baths? Because this was something that absolutely changed my life, you guys. So I would love if Molly would share what a goddess bath is, what's included, and how this radical act of self-love and care, while it seems 
really simple. It's not. It's actually super transformative. I, yes, absolutely love the goddess baths. (laughs) They are. They really are a radical act of self-love. And they really show you the power of intention. Everything in a goddess bath is intentional. From the temperature of the water to the journaling beforehand to the what you're putting in it to how you are being while you're relaxing in the bath. It's all intentional. And when you bring that all together and you allow yourself to surrender and open to receive, it's magical. It's magical. I'm so happy that you love it as much as you do. I love it so much that I was like, Molly, Molly, I'm going to talk about goddess bath. And I was like, can you you like create something that our listeners can have so they can do them at home? So I know you have created a PDF for our listeners. So can you share how they can get their copy of how to do a goddess bath? Oh, absolutely. It's a little PDF that I created just for you because I know how much you love this. And I think you have the link, right? You'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So all you have to do is you click on that and put in your email and it'll get sent right to your right to your inbox. And then start creating magic. Right in there I say, you know, this isn't baking. I'm not a baker. <laughs> I don't follow a recipe. I don't I don't measure anything. No, exactly. You don't have to measure anything. It's not a science. So get your ingredients, get your tools, and then follow your intuition. Let your inner guidance show you the way. And allow yourself to receive what's meant for you. Not everything is going to come through in one-stop shop moment. But over time, the more you use this practice, the more you let go. And as you create space in the vessel, which is this body the more divine love and energy flows into it. And the more it flows in you, the more it flows out to the world. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you know, I fully believe that women are so, so powerful because we take all of that love we give ourselves and we just, we share it with everybody. I love that. So you ready for our lightning round? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coffee or tea? Coffee. Most luxurious vacation you've ever been on? Uh, I took myself to Hawaii a couple years ago. It was beautiful. Favorite TV show as a kid? Oh, I don't know. There's so many facts of life. (laughs) Good one. Last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence? Ooh, well, two weeks ago, I went to Nelson for the week spontaneously. It was amazing. What's your dinner tonight? Salad (laughs) and chicken. Favorite guilty or not so guilty pleasure? Oof. I mean, I don't feel guilt that often anymore because I think I deserve everything I want. So, oh gosh, yesterday I had cake for lunch. That was pretty amazing. So good. Oceans or mountains and why? You know, I saw this question and I was like, oh, it's really hard. I think it's both. And for two very different reasons. Oceans are so grounding And they just represent abundance for me. So anytime I need to connect to that abundance, I go into the mountains. Whereas the ocean (laughs) represents life and flow. And it doesn't stop, but it ebbs and it flows and it moves. And so like it's 
such an incredible teacher. And so I, you know, I, like I said, I, I always listen to my heart. And I've, if I go to the ocean, I go to the ocean. If I go to the mountains, I go to the mountains. What is something you've accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? Hmm. I think, oh, this is such a difficult question. There's so much. I think loving myself unconditionally and being alone and happy. When do you feel most authentically yourself? I think with my kids. Yeah. My kids, I am so incredibly blessed to have two amazing children, kids, two amazing kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they love me no matter what, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, you know, I make mistakes as a parent, but I always own up to them. I always apologize when I need to apologize or take responsibility when I've done something that really didn't align with my values or how I want to show up as a mother. And, and they forgive me every single time without resentment and, and we move on. And it's just the most incredible blessing ever. What advice do you have for someone just starting out in entrepreneurship? I often think about this because I made so many mistakes when I first started. Same. Yeah. Still do. I know. I know. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. I think don't settle. Don't shrink. If you have a dream that you want to accomplish, go after it. Don't let other people's limitations dictate what you create in your life and in your business. So how can someone apply to work with you, Molly? You can find me on my website or on social media. And I am accepting one-on-one clients right now. And I always have new courses coming. So grab a seat in the, in the email list and start being part of the family. So what you guys don't know is Molly is not exactly easy to get into. So if she has an opening, I would highly suggest you run over to her website and make sure you check her out and apply to work with her because she is amazing, you guys. So I love to end my interviews with this one last question, and it's what are you currently curious or artistically curious about? (laughs) What day is it? (laughs) I know, right? I just about ordered some soap making tools. Oh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm always creating. Always, always, always. Right now, I'm obsessed with money and the mindset around money. I'm actually creating a new course all about shifting your money mindset. So that'll be launching in a couple couple weeks. And the idea that money is like water, all of the intricacies of what that means and represents and how it shows up in our lives. If I was a painter, I would be madly painting everything blue (laughs) right now. (laughs) I love it. Well, my dear friend, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for sharing your heart and your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so wonderful. I love, I love hanging out with you and hearing your beautiful voice and so beautiful. 
Oh, my beautiful friends, I hope you have loved this conversation just as much as I have. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We will see you next time. I wanted to take a moment to ask you a little favor. I so appreciate you spending your time with me and tuning in and listening to the show. I would be so incredibly grateful if you could take a quick moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps other photographers discover the podcast and learn how to grow their own photography businesses and gain confidence to go after their dreams. It also means the world to me personally and helps me know what content you find most helpful. Thank you so much for your support and for being part of our amazing community.